I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host for this evening as we lead the charge with the Gallant Five um, here to pick apart uh, um, an interesting game. We will say, um, not to put too much of a negative tone on it. First of all, it's Bill. How are you, Bill? Aye, smashing, Colin. Uh, been a really nice weekend. That was a bit frustrating yesterday, but we are through to the next round, which is what matters the most, and I'm sure we'll get into it. The beast from the east himself, Davey P. Lovely, nice staunch jersey you've got on. How are you tonight? Smashing, Colin. Aye. Aye, yesterday's game, I mean, I think possibly we uh, were getting a wee bit overconfident because Doogie Emery, you know, any team that he's involved with, they're going to be well organised and going to be well up for it, so... Uh, so it's not that unexpected, but hey ho, we get by it. We're in the quarterfinal. That's it. Aye. Three more games and we'll win the thing. Um, we need to look at it that way. Also, us, Scott McKay, how are you, my man? Not bad, Colin. How's your cell, mate? You all right? Oh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I am. I obviously we've had to draft you into shine a wee bit of um, insight into the. The overarching question of what the fuck was that first <laughs> half? I know, I know. Uh, I was, it wasn't up to much, was it? It was a bit stagnant, probably. What I would use, it was a uh, there wasn't even patches of much play that you could see. Um, we still don't seem to have a style of play, funnily enough. I think we missed Tav and Borna, <laughs> their eye on the wing backs. Uh, aye. There's not really much to say. I'm not really impressed with Big Lammers. It's a good pre-season, but I thought when Hadji came on in the second half, he made made a big difference to us. Um, and then he was quite honest. His press conference after it says he's fit and there's no reason that he can't play. So, 
that kind of puts the pressure on Bill for Tuesday. Definitely, and I think that's um, you know quite refreshing. Uh, we see any time some players come, I'll be, we'll be a bit honest, and that's definitely what be a, a talking point as we look ahead to Tuesday. Right. But last but not least, uh, making up the the gallant five tonight, the long-awaited return. The listeners asked for it. I tried to avoid it, but here he is. He's back, Curry. How are you? I'm doing a wee bit better than I was before, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, before I say anything, I'd like to thank everybody that's been on the pod that's been wishing me well after my little mishap with a roof and some concrete. Thank you. Uh, and also a huge thank you to everybody that's been in chat that's been wishing me well. Uh, it, it is really, really nice. It, it keeps you going. Uh, when you're stuck in your bed for two, two and a half, three weeks, and you can't move, and you get all the the love and well wishes for everybody in the community. It, it, it made a huge, huge difference because there were sometimes I was lying in that bed ready to make just lose it, lose the plot because you're that bored and fed up and you can't do anything. So thank you to you all, and I'm glad to be back here talking again. And I'd also like to apologise. I know a lot of people maybe have been waiting for the famous Mr. Other Davy. And unfortunately, this is a downgrade, so you're stuck with me. And hi, Scott. First time we've met, mate. Nice to see you. Good day, So there's plenty of talking points tonight, but I think we'll, we will... We will get through, and I probably won't come to all of you. Um, for just wait a minute, we need to discuss. But Bill kicking us off the Rangers lineup yesterday, eight changes. Um, for what we've seen against the vet. So Jack Butland in goals, Dujon Sterling, Connor Golson, Leon Balligan, and Johnny Efeko made the back line. Jose Sifuentes, John Lundstrom, and Kieran Dill in the middle of the park. Robbie Matondo, Sam Lammers, and Cyril Dessers made the front line. So I suppose I'm going to start with you, with the manager. Like hindsight is a wonderful thing, and he has said that he he's maybe made too many changes. But how much how much frustration do you put um, towards the manager? Because I'll be honest, I was fairly happy when I seen the team. I looking at most of the group chats, I think all of us were fairly positive that it was going to be a strong enough team to make it comfortable. Should Bill have tried to build momentum rather than look ahead to Tuesday? I two ways to look at it, I suppose. I think I was happy enough, like yourself. And, you know, it was a strong enough team in the end. We did beat them. It just wasn't as convincing as we would have liked. I think, you know, whoever Bill put on the park yesterday, we really had to dispatch Morton, a team for the division below us. So that's probably the first point. He did say in his post-match that, you know, he was uh, making those changes for good reason. Part of it was about being so tired after Servette, wanting to rest players for Tuesday. Part of it also was about getting some guys a run out. Uh, I think that I would probably have been happy enough, regardless of the changes yesterday, you know, basically whatever lineup that we had, because I think any combination of guys in or around the Rangers' first team should be able to beat a team like Morton. That being said, they huffed and puffed. Uh, it was very frustrating in places. But, you know, Bill said in his post-match, he thinks it's all moving in the right direction. And he was talking about the number of chances we created and all of that. And I probably agree with him. Um, you know, I think we had something like 24 shots yesterday, 10 on target. and But for three or four excellent saves for their goalkeeper, 
you know, we, we could have had four or five yesterday. So I, I think we just, we have to keep our frustration in check because whilst it wasn't a, a classic Rangers performance or one for the ages, I, I don't think we ever really looked troubled and it wasn't that far away from being much more convincing. Um, Beal talked as well about us needing to be more clinical and I think we've all been saying that on here as well as everybody else that we talked to. You know, it's we've got to put the ball in the net when we're making these chances. So I think those are kind of the main takeaways for me. Uh, no real surprises about the fact that they made those changes to the starting lineup. I was expecting at least four or five changes. Um, and, you know, it was good to see a couple of guys actually getting a run out and uh, a sort of starting berth that we had missing. Um, and also, I think, good to see Matondo start the game as well. I, th- I know he was uh, frustrating last season, but I'm enjoying watching him at the moment. David, I think uh, I, I'm I'm very much of the same opinion as Bill, and I've titled tonight's show "Wasteful" again, like a wee nod to the manager's comments. Anti, what I've seen, I think football's full of fine margins. It really is, and there's so many times over the last um, few weeks where we have created chances, and the players just look to be slightly off a yard off of each other in terms of the link up play. Um, there's maybe two or three chances in the first half where we're going in 3 0 at, at half time if it's just another day. And I know it's the fine margins that count, but that's probably why I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm seeing a lot of um, people writing off the season despite we're only five games in and we've only lost one game. Um, are Bill and I probably too optimistic here, or should there be cause for concern? Uh, I, I don't think so, Colin. I mean, yesterday's starting eleven probably we'll never see again. You know, so it's there isn't. It was seen as a kind of one-off, and I'm kind of taking comfort that the the team yesterday was was picked in, in the light of the game against PSV on Tuesday. So it was it was in that context. So they got the job done, I suppose. Right? It wasn't pretty on the eye for the first half, but we we got there. So, and if Beal has learned a wee bit more about the players, you know, who potentially aren't first picks, then then I think he'll have learned something from it. So, I'm not really uh, getting myself too worked up about it because it, it was, you know, with the PSV game in mind, he made, he drank the changes. Obviously, with when they score first, <clears throat> sorry, the, the the whole thing becomes, you know, just a wee bit more tense, but. Eventually we got there, job done, and so the game on Tuesday is is absolutely massive for our season. Uh, so I, I think I, I would probably have forgiven him of anything, but you know, short of a uh, <laughs> not getting through the next round, I suppose. But no, I, I wouldn't get too worked up about it. But you're right about Rabi Matondo. I mean, what, what's happened with Rabi? There's a there's a surge of confidence in that wee boy. I mean. Uh, and and you know he's got football in him. I'm, I'm hoping that this will be a kind of something that we'll kind of take forward when because he's clearly got blistering pace, which is something we'll be crying out for. So maybe if, if that's the lesson we've learned, then not a completely useless exercise. Hitting form just in time for him to be excluded <laughs> for the European fixture. <laughs> um, but on aid individual players, and I'm going to take it. Almost uh, position by position and area by area in the lineup. And Scott, um, you mentioned it in the, in the opening intro. The fullbacks, um, 
it's it's Ronnie. It's a tale as old as time that the Rangers feel back positions will split opinion. Um, and I think uh, we are always going to argue as football fans what the role of a fullback should do. Um, but we've seen Dujon Sterling coming in and I think we can see his strengths. Um, I think he's very athletic. I think he is very industrious. But we know he is a completely different type of fullback yeah. for James Tavernier. On the other side, Borna Barisic, we know he, how, how lovely he's off a left foot he's got. Johnny Effect will probably not as composed on the ball, but I don't think he had too bad a game. I do think that our, our build-up and how quick we, we got the ball move moving yesterday was hindered by not having full, the, the full-backs that we used to. What's your thoughts on, on those positions and how those two boys played yesterday? Um, well, full-backs were purely just for left back was to get experience and the right back so he could get minutes. Um, I think we need to put them two performances into context. I thought when John Lee Fekko went into centre-back towards the end of the match when we went to a back three with Golton and Lundstrom, it basically saved the game for us and was it, was it injury time or something? Martin were through in goal and he put that last-ditch tackle in. Um, so he bought a young boy can take confidence for that. Aye, he wasn't very into left back. They did, he didn't, none of the two full-backs offered anything getting forward. I think we missed Avernier and Borna yesterday, um, which is kind of hard for me to say because I'm not a big fan of Borna, but uh, I, the fullback position's massive for the way we play. And coming into Tuesday, I, I've got a feeling Bill's going to change it up to a 3-5-2 because the two PSV wingers are quite um, dynamic and going forward and they can create. So we really need to push them higher up the park and keep them away from our goal. As much as we can, so I think a three-five-two and uh, Tuesday would change it up a wee bit and mix it up. Hopefully, see a bit of a rhythm of play. But in terms of Saturday, it was just basically about getting minutes into the legs. Winter um, didn't really impress me. It's I we're through. We're through the day and they're not. That's that's the two different things, isn't it? We we we're in the next round. That's the main thing. I was just grateful not there when you when you said that. Sorry. Celtic didn't get through today. Oh, that's um, I should have uh, titled the pod "Get It Up Them." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, tongue in cheek, um, I was going to um, Sky Sports News during the women's game and um, watching that wee dot, which is lying about end to end. And every time I see the Celtic uh, positive attack, I was like, "Fuck, here we go again." But no, you're right. We are through, and I, I think, Curry, I'll, I'll come to you. I know you. Um, to put it mildly, you've no been the biggest advocate of James Tavernier of late. Um, Dujon Sterling, I do think we are going to see, I think we're going to see him come into his own and probably games where we have less of the ball. I think because we dominated so much of the ball, it wasn't quite his game. Um, I suppose, where, where do you take, how do you see um, Sterling's performance and has it made you think any different about James Tavernier? Uh Well, on your the latter question, no. I'll never change my mind on him. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm one of those, for fuck's sake, Tavs. Always will be. Uh, it's just the way I feel. Uh, but on, on Sterling, Sterling and Tav are two different completely players. They don't, they don't, they don't play at the same position. Sterling is a, defend, a, defend, a defender first and foremost, that can push forward. He, he, he can't tell me go up and he can't cross the ball. 
Tav's got that over him every day. Can Tav whip a ball in? It used to be 9 out of 10 times high, but it's not that anymore. It's once or twice every game now. He's getting caught out of position because he's too slow. It's just... I know everybody gets on my back for, for, for hating Tav. I don't hate Tav. I wish it was back to the Tav he was maybe five years ago. Or even four years ago, well, three and a half years ago when we took took 55. But he's not the same player. He's about 31 now. Last season we were all saying that he'd lost a yard. He's lost more than that now. And it's plenty see. And if Bill can see it, and I, I'm starting to think Bill can see it. He needs to make a decision because if we're going to be honest, this is probably Tav's last season because he's not going to get another season. His fitness is not going to keep up. That's for sure. If that's the case, yesterday's game proved that we, although we struggled, we still won. But we've also got people out there that can take throw-ins, corners and penalties. And that's the main thing. We just, I know it's really, really negative, and I know Tav's done brilliant for us over the seasons and that, but it's maybe time that we need to think about the future and what's going to happen because he's not going to be here. And that's one of the things. And the same with Borna Barisic as well. Borna has had a good season. And you know me, born bloody Barisic. But I've always said he's, he's got a good whip and ball, and he proved it. Because he put an, an absolutely wicked ball into Tavernier, and Tavernier scores. The people say, ah, but you wouldn't have got that if Tav wasn't there. Mm, I, I, I disagree with you, because I think we would have got somebody there. But I just need to be saying, obviously I've not seen, I've not spoke about Rangers since the start of the, the, start of the season, because I've not been on the pod or anything like that. So, overall, the team has been really, really poor to average when the way we're playing but we're, we're, we're saying I things might not be as bad I, I was really yes yesterday I went off my trolley I really did I was so upset with the way the team played the way Bill played the subs that we made and the start 11 I, everything just pissed me off something terrible but the, now that I've calmed down a wee bit I can see some positives a lot of people will disagree I think there's potential with Essers I think game on game he's getting better I think Danilo is starting to look a lot sharper. He's getting into positions. I think that's good. I think our midfield, our, our proper midfield, are damn brilliant. It's just the balloons we brought in yesterday just never clicked at all. And I think a lot of that's got to do with having Lonnie in. Because Lonnie just slowed, slowed the game down so much. It just it gave Timmy Morton time to get into their shape. And Morton did well. But we, even at that, we said it should have been about six, seven now, and it would have been if it hadn't been for that that keeper. But I don't. We, we can't keep on having a go at our front line if keepers pull off two or three worldies every time we play them. And that's the thing. The context is if that mob hadn't lost today and get put out the five play cup, if nobody had heard. Uh, we would still be on the same negative train in my thoughts just now because that result today has probably gave us a wee bit more hope mm. on thinking that maybe we are not quite as bad as we think we are. Or maybe it's just that they're just as shite as we are. <laughs> we need to debate well, that. So, 
Coming to you, Bill, um, well, before I do, a wee shout out to the Rangers Rabble podcast who are watching as well. Um, I'm sure all the listeners do watch the Rangers Rabble, an excellent podcast. Um, and good to see them watching in. I'm, I'm blushing, boys. Um, obviously, I've been on the Rabble a couple of times, a great group of guys. Um, but, Bill, they are saying uh, we do need to improve our attacking and. I think, you know, not no Aileen get on the Tavernier debate, but if he's one of your most prolific um, attackers and assists, then we need to be making sure the right players are in there supporting um, that when we are struggling to convert chances. Having said that, I think um, if you if I, I, I want to kind of bypass the midfield, but because I, I think it's a bit of a moot point that midfield, we probably never see the theorem start together again and we know Rashton and Campbell have the jerseys and we know Sifuentes is going to have the jersey but Danilo and Dessels first of all um, I think they did really struggle uh, well Dessels first of all I thought we really struggled to just get the ball up to him I mean we know he's a target man he needs things to stick to him but we need to get the ball up there to allow it to stick there wasn't, wasn't anything coming for the, the wings there wasn't anything coming through the midfield um, Dessels has gained a lot of heat but if you look he's had what so a couple of goals, a couple of assists the last couple of games. Um, is it fair that he's getting as much heat as Den- more, as much heat as he is when Danilo's not? Uh, no, it's unfair. And just before I go on to that, I had no cheers to the Rangers Rabble for tuning in. Excellent podcast. I also hadn't really realised that that other mob lost the day. Is that right? That they lost? They got beaten? They're at the cup? Excellent. Uh, Aye, does Dessers get too much hate? I think so. We have to learn not to write off a Rangers player after a few games. You know, he'll. I, I think he'll come good. You can see that he's got a touch of quality about him. Um, and, you know, you were right in saying that in terms of the service, he's getting the balls into him and all that. He's not always getting the, the quality of ball that he needs uh, for it to stick. Uh, on your point about... Um, you know, Tavernier and the, the attacking and all of that. I mean, I, I I I totally get what Curry's saying, and I've said it myself. We don't have peak Tavernier anymore. And the point about peak Tavernier is that he's gone, and we won't have him anymore. I do think we're still getting an awful lot out of James Tavernier, but he's no peak Tavernier. But kind of the point of a wing back as opposed to a right back, in my mind, is that he is getting doing the wing and putting the crosses in. You know. Um, and I think there's maybe something in what Curry was saying about maybe this being Tav's last season. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll maybe need to wait and see how or whether things deteriorate any further. Uh, but, you know, whilst we've still got him, I, I think he's doing well. And I think Sterling will get the chance and kind of come into his own as the season goes on, hopefully. But I, I think, you know, the, the goals and the assists Tavernier gets us, even now, you, you can't just um, write that off, especially when your forwards are not as yet firing in all cylinders. I'm not really worried about our forward line, to be honest. I know, like, last week and this week on the board, I'm saying, oh, you know, we need to be more clinical. I think it'll come. You know, I, I think we do have quality up front. Uh, they are quality players, Danilo Dessers, and I think Lammers as well as quality. He's not really shown me it yet, but I think he is, and I think all three of them will be able to finish. Um so I, I'm not really too worried. I think we will get there. 
with the forward line. It's frustrating as hell to watch that game. Yesterday was frustrating and, you know, as Curry said, but for some excellent saves and I think a couple of posts as well, it would have been a completely different score. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm no worried. I think the, the forward line will come good. I think we just need to give it time. As a support, we're no good at doing that. You know, we're, we're not good at giving players the time. We need to kind of hit the ground running. I think Danilo spoke about that yesterday in his post-match. And he's, he seems like a really lovely guy, by the way, you know, over shaking hands with all the supporters and all that. He seems like a really likeable bloke. Um, but he was speaking about that, the fact that, you know, there's that expectation that you need to come in and win games straight away. And these guys will know this. But just knowing it doesn't always make it happen. I think we do need to just be a little bit patient. I don't think it'll be too long before it all comes good. So on the forwards, Davey, I think what I do take comfort in is the amount that we have and the different options. So I think Danilo, we know the quality that he's shown. Um, he popped up with the winner yesterday, but... Even in away from the number nine position, we've got the the rebuff of Rabi Matondo and you know the the pod zone Andy Stewart is not letting anybody forget that he's backed them all the way through last year. Um we've got Sima who is adding value, we've got the likes of Haji, um, we've got Tom Lawrence coming back, we you know, we can't well and of course Lammers too. Um I think that is quite quite Comforting to me that you know while it's not clicking, there are players going to be chapping in the bat. I thought Yanis Aji had a really good game when he came on yesterday. He was so aggressive, he was so determined, and while nothing came on, uh, came off of him, he got us up the park. That's the whole point in having strength and depth. Well, if somebody's not doing it, Davy, then the player, the person chapping that your heels is going to come on and do it. Yeah, I think Bill's just explained it. You know, as as he's as it is, because we've got quality. The reason all, all these guys here, I mean, if you look at last season's league table, you don't have to be uh, that clever to, you know, have an own to work out that the lack of goals, which we were suffering from, you know, which cost us points. So Beal's obviously going to address that with bringing in these guys. And I'm sure, you know, the, as you've just outlined, you know, there's a few quality players in there. We just have to find the right competition Get get the you know because if, if you're not doing it you're out the team you know so that that all all of that's going to come together and you know I don't think it's it's panic stations just yet in terms of finding the right combination you know these guys are adjusting to a, a, a Scottish football and and God love them for that because you know it must take you know you know some getting used to you know when you're up against. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The teams that we're up against each week, gosh, I was almost swore there. But uh, it's, it's just about finding that right combination and, and having that competition for places and have these guys deliver. Because if they don't deliver, you know, the whole thing will have been a, a complete waste of time and money because uh, what, what we need to progress from last season. Because, you know, let's not kid ourselves on. We need to win that league this year. You know, Europe is uh, is fantastic and we're all getting excited about Tuesday night and all that. But as we have seen today, you know, we've just had a wee reminder. This is doable. So let's not uh, <clears throat> panic just yet. Because we've got the army, we've got the players here who can deliver this. You know, we, we need to convert more of our chances. That was our big failing last season. And Michael Beale, you know, when Gio was there, and then when Michael Beale came in, he lamented, you know, the, the amount of possession that we had, you know, not being clinical in the final third. So he's brought in a whole new cast to to be more clinical in the final third. And I would just just kind of sum it up as it's work in progress. But as Bill has, has correctly pointed out, the quality is there. So I think that that quality will see us through. So I, I'm I'm taking, you know, lots of comfort from that, that we, we've got the right players in. We just need to find out how all this fits together. And that brings me nicely to my next point on probably wrapping up. Um, we're not going to dissect the game play-by-play uh, play for yesterday. We'll just finish up uh, with this next point before looking ahead to Tuesday. Um, Scott, you're new to the pod. I'll just give a wee bit of context. Um, I am naturally glass half full and I am probably an eternal optimist. Um, a lot of a lot of listeners, um, or I don't, I, I when they say um, the fans of the show, um, a lot of people that tune in um, will call me a happy clapper and accuse me of being on the, the Bulls payroll, but I would point out that I'm fucking sitting in a two-bedroom flat for bank so i'm definitely <laughs> um but i i'm very much at what i'm seeing it's not perfect but i'm seeing enough where once the fine margins do come off it right and we do get the the final points and it starts clicking then it has mm-hmm. the potential to come off it's no guarantee that's really coming there is no guarantees in football but i for, for the life of me i can't understand why people are potentially writing off the season or saying bill isn't the man um I think we are very impatient as a as a, a support, and we'll begin, we'll continue to become more impatient the longer we go on without trophies. That's only natural, but um, I'm still very confident that we can get something out of this season. What's your thoughts on that, and probably the the reaction? Well, we're we're, we're talking about Bill, and Bill's not going to come in and give you a, a style of play such as maybe a tactician, so he's wanting the squad. To be flexible, that's why he's brought in different options. He's brought in physicality, he's brought in, um, when they say he's brought in any skill yet, but I think as to come in the transfer window, I think we need a replacement for Brian Kent. I think we need a wee bit of experience at the back. Um, I feel that 
yesterday, like I say, it was just a case of getting the job done and getting through. There was a lot of players that had come in that needed minutes. Um, Dessers had been beginning to worry me, but then I think I seen him flicking the ball up yesterday with one foot and having a, a volley to the keeper with the other. And I thought, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe there is something about you. He assisted the second goal for Danilo. Um, that's all kind of coming to click. The only forward player that's really worried me is Lammers because it's such a good pre-season. I know he scored against Livingston, but in terms of mobility in um, picking the final pass and stuff, he's kind of disappearing in matches too much for me, which is why I would, obviously, um, I would love Lawrence to come in, but he's not fit yet, which is why I would like to see Hadji get a run of matches. I'd like to see a guy getting a chance because he came on yesterday, albeit right fine. It's against Morton. No disrespect to Morton team, but it looked like he it, it, it kind of it bit between his teeth and he was taking the game to them. And what I liked about Hadji is obviously he came on the 10 role, but he was floating, he was interchanging, he was getting wide, he was stretching the play, he was having shots very long, like long range, he was playing neat passes, he was getting stuck in. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm certainly not getting on Michael Beale's back. I think potentially we've got a future England manager on charges just now. That's how highly I rate my manager. Um, and I think it's just a case of giving them a, bit, a wee bit of time, a wee bit of patience, letting the team settle in. We've got nine new players, I think. Nine new players in so far. Let them all get into it. I mean, look at Wiesafuentes. He's been a good signing, but the boy can barely speak a word of English. Let, let these guys come in and settle. Um, Champions League game, PSV. If, see, as long as we give a good account of ourselves <clears throat> and we fall, say we fall into Europa League, then... I'm happy about that in terms of maintaining some form and consistency through this season. As David said, we need to win a league. We can't afford to be going and getting spanked six or seven nothing like we did last year. It completely broke up our form and our momentum. So if Europa League Thursdays are what's coming, then so be it for me. Um, but we really need to get PSV a game and get a good account of ourselves. And I'm hoping something's going to, something a wee bit more is going to click on Tuesday night. Curry, I'll come in I'll let you come in on that point about Beal as well. And I know yesterday you probably I'm I'm not saying you are saying Beal out, but you did you met, did make a few good points about you feeling, you know, that you can see why people are starting to question Beal. Um in the cold light of day after we've had time to reflect and all's been said and done. How do you feel and, uh, is it just as simple as uh, we've had a poor pre-season, we've not seen his team click yet and we're fucking desperate to win the league? Is it that or is there anything deeper that we need to be worried about? I think probably both. Whereas you're a, a, a guy, to me a glass half full, I'm probably a, a guy glass empty. <laughs> it's just empty, it's not even half empty. We're all about the balance and the gallant view. <laughs> Aye. Uh, I can understand a lot of people's concern about what's happening. Now, I said this, and I think it was in, over in Ranger, watching Ranger Travel podcast earlier, and I put it in chat. don't know whether they've seen it or not. Uh, last season, I was really, really concerned about the way Rangers were playing, how they were getting managed, how players were getting injured when GVB was in charge. There was just something no working and something no right, and I started to call it out pretty early on. I'm not saying I was the first, and I'm not saying I was the only one concerned, 
but people were concerned because it wasn't good watching Rangers. It just it wasn't enjoyable. Although we were scraping through, getting one nils, maybe two nils, two ones. We were letting goals in all the time. We couldn't keep a clean sheet, but we're still managing to scrape through. We were no a good side to watch. Now, a lot of people are seeing the same thing for pre-season and now they're seeing the exact same formula where players are just no... It's, it's not that they're no trying. It's just they look as if they just need to turn up. And it, it's, that's a wee bit worrying. Things are being saying. Like uh, you said about taking a handbrake off, that's not happened yet. Mm-hmm. He's not took that handbrake off yet. It's not like players right, right, go in there and just get bloody battered into teams. We've not seen that yet. But he keeps on saying it. The old, the old cliche of, oh, we need to learn, we need to learn. We've heard that, we've heard that for, <laughs> for, the, for the last two and a half years. And how much do the players need to take accountability for that? A lot. A lot. Yeah. I'm still hopeful. See the people that say, oh, be loot, be loot. I think they're just jumping the gun a wee bit. I mean, see, even that, I've got my doubts, but I don't want Bill to go. I want Bill to succeed. I want all our players to succeed. I don't think there's anybody in this chat, other than if they support another team, that don't want this team to succeed. Every player, even the ones we don't like, me with Tav, I want him to become something special. Same with Lonnie and all. He's, the guy's chronic, but I want him to do better. I want to see us winning everything. But you, you just, it's like flipping a coin with Rangers now. You don't know what you're going to get. And that's the same thing that happened when we went back to GVB, when the team started to fall apart. It was like a toss of the coin with Rangers we were going to see. And I don't want to see that. The players need to jail. I have seen improvements. Uh, I think Dessa's uh, game on game has got better. Diallo has got skill. That once that guy get, gets fully match fit, which I don't think he is, he's got to be good. Can he leave Cartmel and Raza a game? Any game, unless they're unfit, you can't. They need to be in every single game, and the, the back line needs to be Golden Suter. Until Yilmaz is back, and I'm starting to have doubts about him now. It needs to be BB and. I hate saying this, but I'm going to say it. If it's going to be a a defensive side we're playing against, we need to play Tav. If it's an open, if it's a more attacking side, I would play Sterling because we need that, that in defence, and Tav can't defend worth a monkey's shit. So it just depends on my game. But I, I see promise, and I'm hoping that we can pull it up a few notches because that's what needs to happen. And Bill needs to stop the second car salesman stuff and can we just tell it how it is and stop trying to tell us what we want to hear just just do it please so on to Tuesday then Bill um, I think it's going to be a completely different game for, for modern like that's fucking hell man that's the understatement of the century Colin uh, but obviously PSV are going to fancy it both teams are going into this tie fancying that PSV do they are dangerous they are likely to attack us but you know it's a double-edged sword where you know the the more dangerous the team 
the harder Rangers need to work to not concede, but at the same time, there's probably more space for Rangers to play in, and that will suit Rangers' attacking style. Um, but I think starting from the back, Jack Butland, um, he's he's my dream every time I'm home over because he can just cradle me and all will be well in the world. I'm safe in his hands. There's no darkness in the world. He's also got big goals. The back line, do you see us moving to a three at the back or is it a bit too risky seeing as we Leon Balogun probably won't play two games a week? Is it just going to be the flat back four? Uh, I, do you know this? Um, it makes me think about when Andrew Hogarth managed this in Europe and would drop Lundstrom into a back three. Um, you know, in spells, in games where we were under a bit of pressure or, you know, we just needed to switch things up a bit. And I, I kind of feel as if Beal's got the capacity to go and do that as well. Whether it's Lundstrom that he'll sort of be screening the back four. Is it, is it right that Lundstrom's in the squad this time? Aye. Do we know? Aye. Um, whether it's that or whether it's... I, I don't see him going with like a, a back five, if you will, with Borna and Tab and then Golden Suter Baris, uh, Balogun. I, I don't see him playing like three out and out centre backs. I think what he'll probably do is look to screen the defence and maybe play both Jack and Lundstrom, where the option for Lundstrom to drop back into a back three at points when needed. And do you know this? It's it's something that did work really well for us. See, like I, I think uh, the, the time I really remember it stick, stuck out. The way we did that during the game was when we were playing Dortmund at Ibrox and Lundstrom dropped in and it was so, so effective at kind of dampening their attack, you know. Um, you're right, PSV are going to fancy this. They really are. They've been talking about revenge and all of that and on their, their official club social media and they'll obviously be wanting to get through. Their supporters would be desperate just the way that we are for us to win this. Um I've just got a feeling, I think, like you were saying, you know, they'll probably cut my eyebrows and try and attack, and that'll give us more space to play into. I I think that's right. I think that's exactly right. And I've, I've just got a feeling we're going to get some joy. You know, maybe whether it's on the break, a ball over the top or something like that, I don't know. But I think we're going to get some joy against them at Ibrox. And if we can just, you know, we, we talked about getting a good account of ourselves. I, I think, you know, if we can go over there, a goal in front, you know, whether it's a 2-1 or a 3-2 or whatever, if we can go over there being a goal in front, I'd probably be quietly confident that we will see you the second leg as long as, you know, we can we can get the, the bit of the advantage in the first leg. So I roll on Tuesday night. It's going to be absolutely nerve-shredding. I can guarantee you that. It always is, watching Rangers, Well, It always is. Um yeah. Yeah, Davey, just on uh, Bill's point there, the, and the Rangers rabble question, are we in a position to play three in the back with the options we have? I think being able to che- adapt to how the game goes on Tuesday will be so important. So I think for that for that reason, and it's not because I'm a lonesome fanboy, I think even I can admit that he probably doesn't merit playing at all with the options in front of him. But the fact that we've got a chance to maybe switch in a back three, I do see John Lundstrom in the middle of the park. I would see Nico Rastian. And I, I'm, I don't know whether Todd Campbell will play further deep or further forward. If not, it will either be, for me, 
if we see Cantwell going further forward, it's Jack or Dill. How do you see the midfield three shaping up? Uh, I think we, he obviously has uh, big decisions to make because it's, no, it's not going to be gung-ho. So the game's not going to be uh, decided one way or the other on Tuesday. But as Bill has said, you know, if we can take an advantage over there, that I think the the way that the, the, the Rangers team have played in Europe recently, you know, we're quite suited to going away and, and, and defending a lead. You know, so kind of showing up, get Lundstrom in, Ryan Jack, be a wee bit more defensive. But we have to be clinical when we do when the chances present themselves. You know, that is the is the key with that that and hopefully that's the quality that we've brought in. That you know, if if we're restricted to four or five chances, then uh, you know, we will score two or three goals. And and that's that's been the difference. Sometimes we've uh, we just haven't taken advantage of, of the, the good work that we've done in the in the final third and, and, and just squandered them. But in terms of the midfield will be absolutely crucial. So you're thinking Cantwell is going to be, you know, the, the ten and, and, and feeding whoever the two are up front or or the two wide plays, depending on how he sets it up. Mm-hmm. But you would think that uh Sifuentes and, and John Lundstrom will be in there just to make sure that we're defensively solid. Because as as we've shown in the past, you know, it's not a complete catastrophe for us to even to take a draw as we did last time to, to PSV, because we know that we can uh, we can we could still win the game over there. As I mean, our track record against PSV and, and Eindhoven is actually fantastic. I think we've uh, beaten them there three times. So I, I think uh, I, I don't think it's it's going to be quite cagey, but I'm hoping that our forward line and the quality that we have can give us an advantage to take over there. So that's the key. But in, in saying that, the you know, I think the whole thing is, is a wee bit different for me from last year when, you know, I was so desperate for Rangers to get to the Champions League and it's the promised land and all that money. You know, obviously the ideal scenario would be go beat PSV, go into the Champions League, finish third and then drop into Europa League because this is now the last season that's going to happen. But it I'll not be uh, heading for the for the Erskine Bridge, you know, if if we don't, if we, we do come up short. But the thing is, Bill says we just need to make sure that we uh, give them a, a real good contest, and they have to work hard to uh, to do it. But the Europa League, we would win as pot one, and and maybe would would allow us just a wee bit more focus on on winning the league because the Champions League last year just seemed to kind of knock us off the rails. You know, confidence was on the floor. We took some hidings in the Liverpool game. I just don't want to think about it ever again. So, in terms of the midfield, I think he will he'll play it both ways. We've got to have midfielders in there who, who are secure defensively to protect the defence. But at the other end, you know, we, we need to be creating some chances. So, there's a, it's going to be a bit of both. I think he would he would probably err in the side of caution and, and play a kind of more defensive midfield and hopefully rely on the quality of our forwards to uh, do, do what they do. Mm. So, Scott, I think probably the most difficult um, prediction for the lineup probably will be the front three because a lot of it does depend who you play in the midfield. Will Cantwell be further deep? If so, who does that mean? Or does Cantwell go forward? Um, right now, we don't it's hard to call. Will we play one side or two strikers? Will it be Dessers or Danilo? How do you see his? How would you like to see his shape up with the front three? Um, the front three probably 
can't roll Dessers and Daniel. Um, and then I think you're looking at a midfield three of Raskin, Sifuentes and Jack. Um, I don't think you can take Sifuentes out. He's been pretty, been pretty solid for him and he can, he's got a wee bit of everything. Um, Jack got arrested the weekend, so automatically you assume he's going to come back in. And uh, Raskin, for the obvious reason, the boy's just quality. Um, we bit of mobility up front in terms of Daniel and Cantwell there. Dessers, I'm looking to work the centre-backs a wee bit more. Um, he's not really worked a defence an awful lot for we've seen him. Um, and that's his main job, is to be up there, work the centre-halves, make space for like Collins, etc. Not quite a target man, but um, he's just he's got physicality for it. And he's got sort of big guy, wee guys, get Daniel playing in and around him. Um, so I think definitely that's, that's how we're going to go midfield to front. And Curry, probably the last one on you. Um, I, I think Bill this season, after um, much frustration last season, he has started to use the subs a bit more to varying different success. I think what we have had seen is that the subs aren't being like for like. We've actually seen subs come on and change the shape and change the game as well. Um, I'm quite confident um, that we, we do have quality on the bench to try and change something, whether it's showing up the back to protect the lead and going to a, a five at the back or whatever, or even if you maybe bring on the likes of Seema or Scott Wrights and Strode instead of Matondo. It's a shame Matondo would have been a good option, but Seema adds a bit of pace. We've got guys like Daryl Hadji. Again, probably, I do think we've got enough um, on Tuesday, even if we don't start well, we've got enough on in that European squad where we can change it potentially, if need be. Well, let's, uh, let's face it, Wright's only there because he's the, Scottish. Scottish. Aye. Aye. That, that's it. I think Tuesday will be all about containment, trying to stop them from scoring or get getting the, the tie beyond their means to go over there because we always seem to do quite well over the, there but we have got we've got players there that can change a, a game, it just depends on the way that we're going to play and how Bill sets them up if we go narrow I'm sorry and sorry for the language we're fucked if we go narrow we are we we're in dire straits because they were they will absolutely pummel us. We we need to try and use their strengths against them, and their strengths is our wingers. If we can get them out of position, the way that teams catch Borna and Tav out of position, we could do some damage. If me, I would try and get Danilo out a wee bit wider. Uh, I know people would like either Dessers or Danilo. A bit wider and have depending on who you prefer, either Danilo or Dessers is the number out and out number nine. Uh, it just depends what, what player you fancy. But in the right hand side, I'm not too sure who's our best option against them because Haji was the play mill before he got injured. He came out and he had a, a really good game yesterday. But remember, it was Grant Morton we were playing. So I would probably look half decent against him, and I'm ju- I'm just doing crutches. So that doesn't say much. Uh, I'm hoping for the best. It all depends on the mentality of the players. If they go out there and and think they're beat, 
if they if they've got the same mentality as we had last season with Van Bronckhorst being beat even before we hit the pitch, then we're going to be in a lot of trouble. We they need to go out there believing because we are a good side and we can be a good side. It's just they need to go improve it. There's two players that we know we can rely on that will try their bloody hardest in Cantwell and Raza. They two have been outstanding so far this season. After pre, obviously after pre-season because they weren't that great for some reason. But they've come out over the last three games, four games. Is it four? I can't, I can't even know how many games we've played now. But they've proved now that they are in there to fight for the position and, and try. And that's what we need for another couple of players who I think have not yet shown that they get it the way that Cadmel gets it. So I'm hoping, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we can do something. I'm 50-50 about what's going to happen. But it just all depends on how we come out. Well, I think that probably takes us to a good time to, to start rounding up then, folks. Um, just a couple of wee um, call the arms and a shout-outs. Um, long-term listener and uh, subscriber, the Rangers crowd, just his birthday today, and he said he's had a great birthday. Um, the gift that keeps on giving, so getting beat, so I hope um, your night has continued on into... Um, Aye, and a very much merriment, uh, Grouch, and thanks for listening as always. A very happy birthday. Um, what's coming up in the pod? For them that missed it, the, the Rangers women won 5 1 today. Uh, myself and Graham were at the pod, and we've done a post match reaction and also spoke to Joe Potter just as part of our Rangers women coverage this week. That's available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, if you like what you see, um, you can get extra content on Monday to Friday. You can get the daily news um, from the Gallant Few for just a pound a month. You can join and subscribe, become a member on Apple, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. If you don't like what you see, then just don't tell MD. Um, but if paying for your content is not your thing, just find us a wee like, a retweet, or follow, whatever you do. It does really help um, help the pod. Um, so as always, gentlemen, I'm going to come around and ask you for a goodbye. And of course, a prediction for Tuesday night, starting off with the man with the greatest shirts in the north of Scotland, Bill. Thanks for that call, and that's very kind of you. And uh, I did notice Andrew's wee comment earlier on complimenting my nice shirt this evening as well. Um, yeah, thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight and for those who will be watching the replay at some future point as well. Obviously, your sport means a lot to us. In terms of my prediction, the last each of the last two games, I feel as if I've probably been wildly optimistic in my, <laughs> my predictions about the score. So I'm going to tone that down just a wee bit and I'm going to say it'll be 3-1 to Rangers uh, on Tuesday night. And I think Danilo and Tavernier will get a goal each and the third goal will be a mystery scorer. Mystery scorer. No. Conspiracy theories are with again. Um, no, good to have you on, mate. Also good to have you on. It was touch and go whether you were going to make it on or not, Davey, but I'm glad you did. Thanks for coming on. Oh, no problem, Colin. I'm going to continue in the optimistic vein and I'm going to say 2-1. I think the tie will still be live after Tuesday night. You know, I don't think it's going to be uh, settled on Tuesday. I mean, it would really be nice if we, uh, you know, did to PSV what we should have done to Cerveta, Ibrox, and uh, put the, the whole game, you know, out of sight. But uh, So 2-1 over to PSV, and I think we, uh, I, I think it's, 
as Curry's just mentioned, you know, the attitude in, in Tuesday night, uh, you know, amongst the team, but also amongst the support, you know, I'm hoping that we'll get right behind the team, uh, drive them on, because this is when Ibrox is at its best, when we know we're in a genuine contest is uh, is when we come, come to the fore. So hopefully <clears throat> Tuesday night will be the start of a, another successful run in Europe. Uh, so 2-1 and I think hopefully we can finish the job over there There's a lot of 2-1 predictions coming in through the comments um, Scott, thank you very much for coming on, it's been a pleasure having you on the last few weeks, what's your prediction? Well, thanks for having me um, I'm going to go for 3-2 I think it's going to be a pretty end-to-end game um, we've not looked the best in defence this season, we've kept one clean sheet all year. Um, PSV, I've got a lot of quality, um, but I, I fancy it's to win 3-2. That's my prediction, a high-scoring game. Uh, uh, generally, um, I feel sick to the 40. 3-2, never mind watching it, man. I, my ticker doesn't have that in me on Tuesday night. It's stressful enough watching Rangers with live goals. Um, Curry. Last but not least, um, all the listeners are delighted to see you back on, and personally, it's brilliant for I'm sure speaking on behalf of all the boarders, good to see you back on, mate. What's your prediction for Tuesday night? Right, uh, for all that I've been down and a bit negative, I'll never vote against or bet against Rangers. Uh, I think it'll be a KG 2 1 win to the famous. Could I just also mention, right, I'd like to thank Bill for that. Yet again, another amazing shot. It's already been mentioned. But just to let the viewers know, he does actually have, his shirt is actually Braille, right? And that actually, if you put, rub your hand across it, it says no surrender. And I, and I kid you not, right? And I, I noticed another great comment in the chat about Bill's, uh, soothing voice. I need to agree. His voice. I'm actually a bit worried, and I, I think we'll have to speak to Colin about Upney's uh, wage rate because apparently we've had some inquiries from Pornhub for uh, uh, some dubovers. So I'd just like to say to Colin, make sure you keep this guy because we need him. We definitely need him. Well, obviously, we have the £1 a month tier um, where you get your extra, uh, your, at least seven shows a week. For £2 a month, we'll even get Bill reading out the yellow pages to your listeners. How's that sound? Um, if that's not value for money, then I don't know what is. But I'm going to round off. I'm going to go 2 nothing to Rangers. It'll be a Tavernier penalty. And then, I don't know, it doesn't matter what the second goal is. A Masonic conspiracy, handball for serial deserts, as long as we get it over the line. And then it'll be a KG affair in Eindhoven. But obviously, we'll be back well before that with you um, tomorrow and Thursday on the live stream as well. So, as always, thanks very much for listening, folks. Um, our team will win on Tuesday. We are the people. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.